Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bannett. And Ariella Anishi. Welcome to episode 7? I think so. I think it's episode 7 of the Embodied Torah podcast. Uh, this episode is called Pesach Cleansing, because sometimes we talk about cleaning for Pesach, and cleaning for Pesach a lot of times sounds like it's about cleaning, because we have a lot of dirt around, and we want to organize a lot of things, but Pesach Cleansing is a little bit more, I don't say... Deep? Deep than that, yeah, so I definitely say deep, definitely more complex, um, and more specific. So we're going to talk a little bit about what you can be thinking about and how to embody the preparing for Pesach and then ultimately using that preparing for actually experiencing Pesach. Seems like a useful idea. I'm all for it. All right. So what are your thoughts about all of that, Ariella? Oh, I have lots of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just think that it's a very physically demanding holiday that we're that we're embarking on i know that we're gonna we're gonna disagree a little bit here um maybe it's because um as as a woman i think a lot of the responsibility sometimes falls on us to be preparing the kitchen in a bit of a different way but the the physical demands of getting rid of chametz and preparing the kitchen for pesach and turning everything over and yeah it's more complicated now than it used to be when people's homes were like what one two rooms right um, but, but we were engaged in, I mean, when, especially when there's little kids around, you're looking everywhere. I mean, I was looking at my wall the other day and I realized that my son was clearly eating something when he suddenly <laughs> sneezed. And now I have chametz, <laughs> actual chametz on my walls. Um, so that's a new experience for me. Um, and, and, you know, we're looking for chametz where we want to make sure that it's all out of the house before 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 Pesach begins, um, but it's like you said, it's much deeper than that. It's not just getting rid of the crumbs from our home. It's what what is chametz? Um, so if you want to share a little bit about what what the right. the deeper okay. meaning of what chametz is, yeah, so let's let's do that. Let's talk a little bit about what chametz is, um, just because it's. I mean, it is what we think. In other words, it is actual crumbs and things yeah. like that too. But, um, bread. <laughs> right, it's a little bit more than that. So I think the good starting place is actually, it's a Parsha that's coming up soon where the Torah talks about in, uh, in Parsha's Emor um, that uh, we actually read from that on second day Pesach uh, where it calls each of the um, Chagim, I think it's in Parsha's Emor, maybe it's, a, maybe it's Pinchas, I'm getting confused right now, but it calls each of the Chagim what's called a Mikra Kodesh. And it's like kind of like a phrase that we say in Kiddush, like Mikra Kodesh, Mikra Kodesh, Zechad, Tzies Mitzrayim. And it's like the phrase itself, um, Mikra Kodesh, is just we just kind of throw it out there. Kodesh, we always know that it means holy. Mikra means something. But the phrase actually means a call, like Mikra. It's like a call to a particular purpose. Because the word right. Kodesh means like to be dedicated to something. It doesn't mean to be holy. It means to be... Like if you're if you're kadosh la Hashem, like it says in the seats of the coin gadol, it means you're dedicated to Hashem. And when you're makdish something, it means you're dedicating it to that thing. So um, so the idea of of every every part of the year, each of these chagim is like set aside for a specific purpose or specific energy. Like we talked about a little bit in the perm episode, like how each of these like energies of the different time periods of the year, like. We have, we have each of those, like, inside of us all the time. Yeah. And we can actually go through the cycle of the year in, like, a 30-second span within ourselves on a regular day. It's just like... These holidays are allowing us to go a little bit deeper with a little bit more right. conscious awareness. Exactly. And it's like, if you can spend a specifically a seven-day cycle, which is a specific unit of time also, zooming in on a particular theme or particular aspect of the inner framework that we work with internally... 
So then you can get really good at it and you can you can really access it. And you can think of it almost like... Almost internalize or embody it. Embody it, yeah. By the way, good, good call. Embody it for sure. Um, and it's, like I always think of it as like... Um, for some reason, I don't know why it triggers this in my mind, but like it, like the way that our eyes work, you know, like as we age, so a lot of times our eyes start to have a harder time changing the, the lens shape to actually see further or to mm-hmm. see closer. Um, but if you, one of the ways you can deal with that is you can like practice looking at things that are close, looking at things that are far, and your lens yeah. can actually, you can actually make it more flexible, and then it can actually move through the entire spectrum of distances, and you can still see you know, yeah. effectively. It's the That's same idea just... as this. Yeah. yeah, I was just teaching uh, one of my students who has some eye issues. There's a whole sequence of stuff to, to, to strengthen all the different tiny little muscles that we have in our eye, which is just right. mind-blowing yeah. how, how, much, how much work there is available and how exhausting so it tiring. really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went through a phase with my eyes where I was like actively working. Because when you learn a lot, you're like reading mm-hmm. in front, right in front of you. You're looking down all the time. So, but like it's, it's the ability to actually... Um, travel to any area in your eye shape, you know, to be able yeah. to move from this to that is essentially the same idea we're talking about here. It's like, it's not that we're just practicing to get good at it. It's that you have to be able to live in any area within yourself at any time because you don't know when you're going to need to access the energy of Pesach that is right. in one situation or the energy of Yom Kippur, which is a different situation, the energy of Pesach and Yom Kippur simultaneously mm-hmm. or the energy of Sukkot and Shavuot. Like these are different types of, of, of relationship dynamics that we... Um, can often experience simultaneously, and if we're not good at moving between them, it, it, we have emotional and, and and perceptual inertia, which is all that's because of the etzadas. Like where you basically end up being in a situation where, you know, you ever get angry at somebody accidentally? Not, no. not yeah, no one ever does that. But no. if someone ever does, <laughs> then you know that like like uh, you can actually get angry by by mistake. In other words, that you thought they did something that was a problem, yeah. and then you understood actually that they didn't do that thing, and they actually did something which was a good thing. And yet you still feel the anger because the res- the residue of that perception right. remains and remains emotionally also as it's manifest. And so the the better we are at, at, at moving through states, essentially. Right. This, I mean, this is how they, we, we define resilience, the ability to shift from one state of being to another. So it's resilience in the eyes, being able to shift from focusing on something that is close to being able to focus on something that's far away. But it's also in the nervous system. I can, you know, I, if I do get angry and I have a flare up, how quickly can I bring myself back into right. my window of presence and my ability to access my higher self and consciousness and, and, and make the choice of how do I want to behave in this, right. in this situation instead of letting the emotion that's pulling me here or here um, kind of dictate how, how I'm functioning. Right. So, so. And that's, that's the definition of, of true tikkun hamidos. In other right. words, midot are not um, just attributes. They're, they're quantities. In other words, it's like how much of this thing do you have in you right now? Like it's almost like a container for anger, a container for excitement, a container for focus, a container for, and, and, and each of these different, the energies of the Chagim. So we want to be able to, I guess, have those containers within us. Maybe that container now doesn't work so well for this part, but like to access that energy at will and, and turn it on, and turn it right off. And in the right amount. And the right amount, exactly. Yeah. And if you can't do that, so then you start basically experiencing things like cleaning for Pesach or Pesach itself as something which you kind of wish that you were enjoying it more. You kind of wish that you were, you kind of wish that you were doing it. You kind of feel like you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it can become very, very discouraging, tiring, debilitating, like, because it's hard to do things. It's hard to do work. It's hard to clean all the time for like two weeks to get everything different and change and, you know, fix your house and 
change your kitchen and all these things. And that can be very draining when there is no embodying of the actual energy of what this is about. Right. It's kind of like, you know, getting ready for your wedding could be like very um, tiring if you don't remember that you're getting married. Right. So it's like, there's a lot of work there. It's just very annoying. Yeah. So so bring us back to chametz. Right. That so went what is way chametz? off the rail. <laughs> totally missed the point there. So you have Anyway, right, exactly. So the Mikra Kodesh idea basically is, well, if every Chag has its own particular purpose, so then the purpose of Pesach can be viewed as the beginning of our encounter with Hashem. So you can think of it as like when um, when a, when two people who are alone encounter each other and discover each other and are like, hey, wow, maybe we're maybe we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. So then um, that initial moment going from we're alone to the discovery and the beginning of the connection creates a very intense what we call the romance phase of a relationship. Right. And that phase is one in which there's no there's no calculations. Then you know people do all kinds spend of crazy all things all the time together. Right. You you you're up all night. You 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 are up all night. Then also up all day. You don't go to sleep yep. after that. Like you still. Then you go out again. The next time you're up all night again. And like there's you're constantly calling, constantly texting, constantly hanging out. And it's like there's just no there is no um, attempt to balance anything else with that because you're so in that. And then it's, as as time passes. Then you begin to actually construct a structure around the relationship, which is what the 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 marriage is, the, and we'll get to those phases mm-hmm. in a second. But that initial phase where it's just like the discovery and the explosion of joy and and passion and 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 just enjoying the change from not having anyone to suddenly having everything, because that's how we experience that. And, right. and that's and, and I just want to also stress, like that's that is the energy of Pesach. The energy of Pesach is the discovery of Hashem. Where now there is no calculations. We will literally run after him without food. We have like random. He oh, we're sees like, and hears us, right? And 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 once we are witnessed, like, just I, I will follow you. And, and they do. Whenever we do, however, yeah. we literally did. Yep. And in the story, it, it, the way that it manifests is like, and this is like kind of like a, we can use this like a chivalry chivalry concept mm-hmm. because in the story, Hashem is the male. In other words, Hashem generally mm-hmm. whenever Hashem interacts with existence, so what he's doing is he's operating as a character in the story, that is the energy of what's called the Zahar. The Zahar is the one who is who is making the 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 who is what we'll call it like breaking into the space, which which has sexual overtones. Yeah. And then the Nekeva is supposed to be the one who is receiving that and then building it into something that means something. So whenever Hashem interacts, that's why in the Chumash Hashem is always called almost always called who. Um, although you find occasionally some weird things where it's written it's written who, but it's read he like this there's right. there's some weird things that with that which I'm not gonna explain now, but um, but generally speaking, that's also it's, it's an ironic thing because Hashem Hashem is described as male, and in today's world, so there's a lot of discussions about what that even means. Um, but from the Torah's angle, so it's the it's the one that is coming into the story to do to make happen. Mm-hmm. That's why Hashem is Moshia, like Hashem is the the one who is coming to to bring us towards. And actually, the word Moshia, just I'll throw this in there. This is like again, I know I'm going off the rails with like a bunch mm-hmm. of points here, but this is like an important one. The word Moshia comes from the language of Sha'a, like it's um, in um, in Parsiparation, it says that that Kayan wants to get Hashem's attention, and it says Ve'el Kayan ve'el minchato lo sha'a. Hashem didn't turn towards it because to be when you're Moshia, someone, what you're doing is you're basically um, you're making them turn towards you. In other words, mm. you're saying here, like now you can look to you can look to me. I'm going to take care of you now. Look to me. You don't have to look at those other people who are threatening you. Look to me. I'm going to take you out of this place. So um, that's what Pesach is. Pesach is Hashem operating as that as that creator character the, right. the male energy and then we are the receivers of that 
and we're like we basically say we will now build ourselves around you and take what you are and and there's a whole series of stages to that but the first stage is we're giving ourselves to you we want what you are we are and we're going to literally run after you into the desert Barrett's Lowe's Ruah with no no proper food. No plan. No idea where no we're ways. even. We don't know where we're going. <laughs> we're going in the middle of the night. Like, we don't know what's yeah. happening. We are just running with you. Right. So we're not running from. We're running with. We're like, we are following you. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like the, that is energy of Pesach. It's not, it, it's not mindless, right. but it's, but it's, it's overwhelmingly passionate, essentially. So then what's Hametz? Wow. Still didn't get to that. <laughs> we're trying. We really are. It's a good question. What is Hametz? Well... When you are in a state of that kind of passion, so uh, when you start a relationship in that way, so if you bring into that relationship an energy of calculation, an energy of waiting, an energy of passivity, really, then that will actually, it will deaden that initializing glow that the relationship has, the fire of the initial interaction. So the, the dynamic of chametz essentially is, it's that, it's, it's the passive it's when it's what you when you just leave things and they ferment on their own into whatever whatever they are by by default as opposed to you and the other person racing to create and to be and to build and to, and to connect instead it's like okay like i'm going to give some energy to that now and like and and the reason why it's you might think well just chilling that could be a good thing sometimes and that's true it is a good thing sometimes but when a relationship starts when you bring that in right away then it reflects like there's a there's a lack of awareness of the change from aloneness that was there before to the sudden reveal of the togetherness that that we have now, and so it's it's almost it's, like, almost, it's almost like you're saying that if we don't have that that lack of calculation and and just going all in and, and this excitement, then we're still holding on to, to our separateness. Yes, of we're we're not really becoming one. We're not really coming together. Exactly. Um, and and it's and it's also interesting to 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 I mean important to emphasize that this you know chilled out and letting things letting things evolve and rest um, during the rest of the year like we need that yeah hardcore it is it is you can, you can't uh, uh, this relationship cannot um, expand and flourish and and last long term if it's always in a state of of excitement and obsession really. exactly yeah. Um, it, 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 you'll just burn out. Yeah, I mean, literally. That's, yes. that's actually what happened in other Avihu. They actually couldn't. They couldn't follow the structural instructions of how to manifest it, and they actually burnt out. And, and, it's, and it's the, the Torah says that they got burnt out from the inside out mm-hmm. because their the unconditional passion that they had was searing. It was just overwhelming. Yeah. Right. So chametz. Yeah. So the I mean that's you know there's the 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 medrash basically describes how chametz and matzah are two sides of one coin and there's mm-hmm. all these. Of our Torah is always about the chet and the and the the hay and the idea basically is that that matzah is is it's the food that it's it's lechem oni which basically is it's the bread that we eat where there is no there is no me because I'm so I'm so immersed in her there's no me and it's like I don't need to have um, bread that is that is dense bread that is that is good bread that it's it's just it's just Whatever, like whatever I have, I'll just take it. I'll just, I, I, I don't, I don't wait for it. I just make it and I eat it because I, I have no time to eat. I have to go and and be and do things with her. So there's no room or, for that. I mean, with him, you said that. Well, I'm just talking about from is, my angle, yeah. right? But but you Dafka said that that in the story of Pesach, Hashem is actually 100%. this yes. zahar energy. Yes. Um, so it's just interesting to think about. 
Um, so that kind of changes how how we how we're going into our Pesach cleaning. Yeah. Or cleansing. Pesach cleansing, exactly. Right. It's not, it's not this process of cleaning, and I and I do want to acknowledge the 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 importance of of having a clean space. I mean, we in Hashem created us with a nature that that we do want cleanliness. When we live in clutter, our mind is cluttered. We cannot think. We cannot do that deeper level work um, that that we're really invited to to engage with. Um, but each of us have different needs for cleanliness. I know I have right. some some friends um, who you know everything is in its right spot, and if there is a little piece of dirt, uh, that will completely throw them off. And I have other friends who, as long as everything is organized, I don't care how d- dirty or dusty things are, as long as things are in its place, everything is fine. Um, and and so just acknowledging that we we have different needs and 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 being able to honor that. Um, so if you do need to be, if you do have that need for, for cleanliness, um, in order to open your mind, your neshama up to do that deeper work, like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, as long as you're not exhausting yourself in the cleaning of dirt and dust, um, and preventing you from being able to do this deeper inner work. Um, right. That's really where the issue starts. I think, I think. I mean, I just know for myself. I think a lot of us really struggle with that because it is tiring. Especially now, we ha- we have a lot of possessions. We have a lot of a lot of different areas Space. that we're responsible for, where there's chametz and there's and there's not even without the chametz component. Just thinking to myself, okay, like I need to clean my office space. I have to clean my basement. I have to clean my storage. The room. wall. The wall, exactly. <laughs> so, and I think that there's there's a real issue there sometimes that we conflate cleaning for in the springtime when it's the time of Hitchadshut, we can conflate that with the cleansing of Pesach because the cleansing of Pesach is really about trying to um, remove our, I'm not, I'm going to use this word, but it's not really the right word. It's not, the word is laziness, but passivity. Yeah. Passivity is better, but laziness really, if you act, like laziness itself kind of deserves its own analysis, which we're not right. going to really do okay. super in depth right now, but it's really these are all these are all rooted in perception. In other words, it's all da, it's all part of the Eitzadas dynamic underneath, which is that even our need to clean, right? Like why do why do we have a hard time having an orderly mind when we have a cluttered environment? Because the environment starts to bleed into our perceptions, and we start to actually reflect our mind starts to reflect our setting, mm-hmm. which you could theoretically have a very very strong perceptual landscape. And that's really what we would have had before the Itzadah story happened. And then you could actually have clarity exactly on reality. And then wherever things are doesn't really impact that. And you can have clarity even, and you can still, maybe there would be some utility in organizing things so you could actually find them when you needed them. But from a place of internal order, you might not have needed to have external order. But then the dynamic of these, the perceptual distortions that come from the Itzadah, and that's just one example of them. So it can lead to a situation where we, we basically accumulate clutter in our minds in our relationship with Hashem specifically in other words it's like yeah Hashem like what exactly is that and it's even our this whole series all of your soul blocks like it's really about essentially clarifying those things so that we don't have a cluttered relationship with Hashem but not cluttered just because of disorder I mean cluttered like in terms of the kinds of thoughts that we have about Hashem just like we have clutter in a in a, in a marriage relationship you'll have the same type of clutter where it's like you when you got met when you first started the relationship there is like there is that initial glow the explosion of discovery 
and then and there's no calculations, but then you have to start at some point, like actually thinking, right? It's actually starting out, right? Like, how will we live? Where right. will we live? What will we do? And like, and how will we have a wedding? And where will that be? And who do we invite? And like, where do we print the invitation? Right, like, all these details, and then that can actually start to interfere with the the glow of the neshama fires that eat that are trying to fuse. So then. That's really like that, that. That actually mirrors the process of Pesach. It's like Pesach is the initial glow. Then the Sfiras Omer, the seven weeks, are basically like the six weeks after Pesach. But they're basically building that out. It's like okay, let me take that now and actually in the structure of the Neshama manifestation, which is the Tiferet and the Chesed and those things. So then it's like, how do I actually do that now? How do I live that now? How do I embody right. that? And then it's like Shavuot is basically supposed to be the wedding, which is like you know the 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 receiving of a not the receiving of the Torah. It's the receiving of Hashem. It's like, can I now, can I be with Hashem? Can I stand under the chuppah? Right. Can I actualize the passion that was now and be like, I'm committing to that. And the Torah is just the, it's the struck, it's like the, it's the how to do it. It's like, well, if I'm, if I'm under the chuppah, it's like, well, what does she want? What does she like? What does she care about? What's, what's important to her? That's the Torah of her. And if it was, I'm just saying if it was me. So then like, so then. And I want, and I want to receive that Torah. It just means I want to, I want to be what I can be for her right. in the relationship. And then the phase that right after that is the is the summertime, which is part of the phase of the of the Chayta Egel, which is like that's when the clutter really comes in because like now we we're not only have we filled our lives with lots of details that can already start to mask the initial fire, but now we've all now we're also close together. And then the Eitzadas really rears its head, and it's like we really start to only see certain things and other things fade into the background and we take each other for granted and step on each other and then that's when it leads to like we have to rediscover each other and actually find all the all the impurities that came in and try to fix them and so that's that's like Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and then Sukkot so what we're now trying to do at this phase is like instead of like trying to correct the impurities and finding them so we can like put everything back where it belongs now we're actually trying to burn out all the details we're starting from scratch we want to be like there was no wedding. There was no anything. It's like I'm meeting her for the first time, and there is. It's like this is the discovery of zero to a million. That same contrast of I'm totally alone to I totally found the person, and we want to start that again. And it's like there is there was there is no previous story. And that's true hitchachut. It's like now right. we're really doing something that's completely new. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to burn out all of those details on the neshama side in the in the relationship space between us and Hashem, and try to now re-engage or will even say try to see it as if you're engaging for the first time mm-hmm. to to create this new process. So you're already going to be orchamets, but let's take a step back to bidikat chametz. But but even before bidikat chametz, the preparation that we're doing to be ready for bidikat chametz. How can we take all of these ideas and concepts and perceptions and bring them more into into our entire prep, prep. Right. so that so that our cleaning is not just scrubbing things down and making you know making sure that that we that we got all all the little pieces of chametz and that we, you know, we're putting the dirt and the dust aside, but really focusing on the chametz. How when we when we're when we're scrubbing that, what kind of what kind of intentions can we be having? How are we internalizing our own awareness of our own midot and 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 our our preparation to to engage with Hashem? Um, through this through this cleaning, right? Well, this is where I have to do a plug for your soda blocks, just because. Please. The first an- the first answer to the question is like the things everything that we've been talking about for the last ten minutes. I mean, I, I think it's very clear that it's it's profound. In other words, these are very. It takes these these 
dynamics and shows how they're so real. Yeah. And how Pesach is not just like something that you have to like one day hope to connect to. It's like we've all we all are aware. I mean, even even people who have not yet had a relationship like that, um, there they, there's a whole industry called you know romantic comedies or just ro- romance movies that are literally just about the yearning that we all have for the fire mm-hmm. of that fusion. So that is not like a it's not like there's like well there's that and then there's like Pesach like that is the energy. Yeah. So I think that the learning of the Torah in, the, in, in, in its proper way to have the pieces fit into place inside of our minds and our perceptions is by far the most powerful tool to actually activate this while we're doing the work. But while we're doing the work also, I think it's very key to point out, I mean, this is something which we were actually talking about a little bit before we started the episode, is to try to reduce the amount of things we're doing that are not about this. Mm-hmm. And to try to focus more on on the, I mean, both the con- the concepts, but also even the halachos of cleaning for Pesach. Like, I find myself doing things when I get ready for Pesach that are nothing to do with Pesach because it's like, well, I'm already cleaning this thing, so like, I'll I'll clean now and I'll, I'll get I'll clean more, you know, and and that's very tiring. But like when I when I start my my cleaning days, like I'm like I'm, I'm not tired because like it's the beginning of the day, and then it's like you're at like twelve o'clock in the middle of the day, you're like, like and I'm done, oh, right? Like I think I, I think I'm done forever now. Yeah. So like. So it's, it's very key to, you know, learning Hilchos Pesach is important from a place of not violating Pesach, obviously, because when you bring in chametz into that space, so it actually, it really harms the relationship like we spoke about. Right. But, but that's not the only problem. I Meaning the idea of learning Hilchos Pesach is to know what you don't have to do also. Right. Because there are things that we're doing that we don't have to do. And yeah. the, I remember there, there, like when I was growing up, there was like, there used to be like, um, I forget what the name of the list is now. We like all the all these things that you're not allowed to have on Pesach because they're creams and medicines. And then one year, uh, uh, I forget which organization put it out. There was a psak that basically said like those kinds of tarubos chametz that are not edible in any way, they're not ushered to have at all. And it was like this crazy reveal for again. I, that was before I, 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 didn't, I hadn't even learned any of these concepts at that point. And I just remember thinking like, oh, that's that's really bizarre. Yeah. But like that's that's a good that's a good example of like when you know some of these halachos more clearly, then it's like okay like. What do I actually need to do right. versus what am I doing because I'm just making myself overly pressurized in a way that is actually damaging Right, me. which really is reflective of, of, of an awareness of what Hashem is asking of us, right? right. Am I doing this to be, to be cleaning or am I doing this because this, this is the preparation that Hashem wants me to be engaged with? Right. And is it, is it for, for me and my, my the key cleanliness needs or is it me and my need to be close to Hashem and be prepared for that relationship right. with Hashem? Um, I mean, that's, that difference is that's, so central. I mean, you, could, you can articulate that just as like, and this is hard for us to do sometimes because especially for those of us who are much more intense cleaners, like to actually say to yourself that it's okay if this is not cleaned the way that you want it to be cleaned right now from a Pesach standpoint and to try to own the fact that what you're doing is for you and and, and that can be manifest as saying, I'm not going to even do it. I'm not going to do the thing that I'm trying to do right now because it's not for me. It's not for Hashem right. or to do it, but say I'm doing it for myself. But either way, to let go of that intense almost obsessive which is ironic because we want obsession we just want obsession with Hashem yeah so like to be to be aware of those differentiations is right. super key and it's also important to recognize that like we have when we're doing this this cleaning for Pesach so we're often so involved on, on, a, on a physical level just making sure that it's all gone but but am I leaving enough space for for my mental and emotional and energetic and spiritual self to also 
be be engaged with this process and to be also shine through or am i putting so much work on the physical body that that everything else becomes a shmata right right and so so one of the things that that i know i like to do in, in my own pesach cleaning is be, be very aware of what the quality of my breathing is while i'm engaging in these these physical movements of scrubbing um or schlepping you know and um, and, it, and it really changes how we we engage. This is a lot of the work that I do with my clients in, in my studio, but it, it's it's an awareness of of ourself as a whole unit. So we're talking about physical, mental, emotional, energetic, spiritual bodies, right. but we're also mean like how much how much work am I using in just my 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 sh- my arms and my shoulders, right? And how much of that support can come from my legs, from my abdomen, from my from my torso, and and it, it totally changes how we're engaging in the, in the cleaning process when we're when we're seeing ourselves as a whole. Right. Right. It's and, and then you know talking about spirata omer and and the, all the different spirot and relating to different parts of our body. Can I bring my whole self? Right. Not just physically, but also energetically and spiritually. Um, um, into into this into this process of preparing to to really seek out all all of the chametz, all the things that that are that are lazy, that we're procrastinating, that we're pushing off, um, and 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 show up with with enthusiasm, with with this this fire, this passion right. of being close to Hashem. Right. I mean, I, I would even I would even say it as like the when we talk about Pesach, the theme of freedom is often, you know, it's obviously a central theme, but what you just said, I think really captures almost like how to structure, like how how to do this. In other words, what you kind of have to do is while you're cleaning and while you're doing all this, all the work. So as you said, I think to retain that level of awareness, um, because you, what you have to remember is what you're doing it for. In other words, not necessarily you're doing it for Hashem, but like, who do you want to be when, when Pesach starts? And, And that's really what we're saying. It's like, who you want to be is, you want to be somebody who's free. In other words, like, it's like if you know that you're going on on that date, you know, like with that person that you just discovered, like in two days from now. So then like you want to make sure you, and let's say you're like, I don't know, in med school or something. So you want to get all your stuff done so that you can be free to do that. Right. And that's exactly what we're talking about now. It's like I'm, 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 I'm getting myself ready to be fully free and I have to think about anything except for the person I'm with. There's nothing else. It's like I'm getting rid of everything else. And that is the that is the ultimate freedom. That's like, you know, as opposed to um, the uh, and when I say it's the ultimate freedom, I mean like like there is no there's no calculating there. And what we can never be that way. Like we're always busy figuring yeah. out, oh I don't Prim. know. So Purim is is, 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 Purim <laughs> is actually a good example of it's it's a part of the story in a unique way. Right. But I, I'm deliberately not going into it because okay. I don't want it's gonna it's very important to understand actually the relationship, I think. But I agree. But Purim is like it's the Okay, I'm gonna say. Now you said you're not gonna. I'm go gonna into say it, it very shortly. Just the, it's the infusion. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the infusion of that of that energy into the mundane. In other words, that now that we can be in a routine, it's basically the balance of, of and, and it's the tikkun of what, of what happens in the in the oscillation of Pesach Shavuos, then down through through into Elul, uh-huh. like Tammuz Av, then down into Elul, then fixing of of, of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is like now where we now try to get back to the fire state where there is no body; it's kind of just subsumed within it. And then Sukkot is like is like now we have the afterglow and after the repairs, and then the winter is very long. So the winter is like regular life. It's dark and cold and empty, and it's like now we're just trying to get through that with the afterglow of that entire unit of 
all of those things from Pesach all the way through to the end of Shemini Atzeres. And that's why Chazal actually put in two of these Dirabanan like tools of, of Hanukkah and, and, and Purim because, and they're both, they're, they're Chagim of Or, because right. it's like we need to shore up the underlying fire of the, of the, of the Neshama. So we have to, we have those days. So that's like, that, but that's, that's regular life. Now we're starting from the beginning. Now it's like, it's magic life. It's like, they're, like we're starting from scratch and it's like we're meeting for the first time and nothing matters. It's just the other person and that's it. And everything else goes out the window. So in order to be able to do that, we have to actually get ready to do that. Right. So that's, that's the person that I want to be at the Seder. And that's obviously very hard because we're so tired. But, that's, but once you know that's the target, then that can help with, that, that can actually create a context in a few different ways. So one is what you said, I think, just like the awareness of our bodies. And then it's also the types of things that we're actually cleaning and how we do it. Mm-hmm. And it's also like there's, there can be proactive planning like, the two days before Pesach should not be the most insane times because some of us are able to switch on, you know, on a dime and just be like, now I'm just going to, I'm done getting ready. Now I'm ready and I'm, and I'm free. But for a lot of us, it's like you get to the, to the Seder and you're exhausted. And the, 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 the solution to that is to think of it as uh, I need to, I need a little time to unwind, to become free. And so that means that the day before Pesach should be a day that you're not doing any of this stuff. And it's like, you should be done before that and try to, try to, organize that ahead of time and then and there and again like this reduces the load because we're not cleaning everything we're cleaning the things that need to be properly cleansed and then we're trying to plan out the weeks that we have doing that and then coming into it then it's like okay that's that's our target and that can really help to to shape all of the time and all the things that we're doing it's like yeah well we're lucky this year because we have a whole week from when we have a chiyuv to be eating bread on shabbat until we have uh, yeah, it works out. We have the chiyuv to be to be yeah. eating matzah, so we can really turn the kitchen over. Yeah, early like, in the week. You, early in the week, and uh, yeah. super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I would also say just as a tactic that I actually like to use um, is to actually take breaks while preparing to uh, and to learn. Meaning, like, don't make yourself crazy. Like, you know try to schedule chavrusas, and this is true for men and women. It's that there's yeah. no gender disparity here. It's like, and I think also, for, especially if women are very involved, are, are, find themselves more deeply involved than the men of their household, then it's super important because it's like to, to try to retain the Torah side of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like I clean for like an hour. I feel like I'm in it, but like, I mean, if, it, if you feel like you're in a good groove, then like you don't need to stop. But like, if you feel like you you want to need to recalibrate, that, right? To recalibrate, so that's the way to do it. In other words, right. and, and again, don't make yourself crazy. Don't like be like, I need to learn now for twenty minutes, and it's so much work, and I have to add, and I have to add learning to what I'm doing. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like you could have literally a sheet of paper that has twenty halachos of Pesach on it, and just and it could be halachos of cleaning for Pesach, and just like you know, you could read two of them, and that's already like okay, that like to bring myself back to it. And then also, like, I would even suggest, like, you know, again, you sold blocks plug, like, you know, start the day, like, for 10, take 10 minutes and listen to this episode or something on the website or something which brings Hashem Maybe we'll into make it. a list of suggested uh, um, episodes yeah. to, to listen to. Also, um, I, I, playlists of, um, of songs. There's beautiful, right. beautiful songs. And some people are connecting more towards, you know, textual learning. Some people are more audio learning, and some people just want to be to be singing. And yes, yeah, sing sing songs of Geula, right. sing songs of Pesach while while you're cleaning. In between cleaning, it, it really changes the avira um, for ourselves, for for children, 
Um, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a place of burden. It should be this result for an excitement and of, of preparation to to really be be meeting Hashem um, in a right. in a passionate and excited way. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really want to stress this that like. I know this is, and we've kind of already said it, but like there really are like these three levels of cleaning that I think happen. And it's yeah. like, there's getting rid of chametz, mm-hmm. getting rid of things that are like unnecessary ways of doing things in regarding chametz, like overkill. And then there's like just general cleaning. Like spring cleaning. Right. And like this, the second and third ones, you can really let go of them. In other words, like I get that like we are, we have our ways of doing it. I remember speaking once to somebody about like a, uh, a head of, like a, a, a female head of a family and she and she said to me she's like this is how I always cleaned like and this is how I always done and I'm like I get that but like you're articulating to me that you're having a problem you're telling me that you're having a very hard time and you're also telling me that a lot of things that you're doing are of the second and third category so why are you doing that to yourself yeah. that was the question I asked her tradition tradition <laughs> right. it's really hard to let go of these things yeah. we have a lot of we have a lot of guilt this is what my this is what I've always done this is what my mother has done this is what my grandmother has done right. and if they suffered I need to continue suffering right and it's um, I don't know maybe it's because we're we're living here in Israel and like land of our forefathers and mothers and and like we're coming back home coming back to, to a deeper understanding of, of of who we are and, and what our potential is. And it's like, wait, I don't, I don't need to carry on that that trauma. I don't need to carry on that suffering. What is what is Hashem actually asking of me? And and we we live in such a time of of um, uh, surplus, like yeah. the, the opportunities that we we like we're not. I mean, most of us. I'm just thinking about my friend's mother who is currently stuck in Ukraine and just stopping for her and everyone to be safe. But in general, most of us are safe. We, we're not running from pogroms. We're not living in food scarcity. We, we've had the ability to contemplate and, and engage with deeper spiritual growth than any other generation has. Mm-hmm. And, and when we have that opportunity, how dare we waste it? How- yeah, so I think with a lot of these things, um, it's so much, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's It's like, we can look at this, for example, oh, this, this whole area, beautiful area. Well, thank you. Amazing, very well decorated. Um, and you can basically just sort of, get, you, can get, you can eyeball it. And like, if you know, for example, that you didn't eat with any of these books, then you're good. You don't need to do anything with them. And if you know, okay, so maybe there are kalim here, like here's a cup, which is maybe a chametz cup. It's glass, so kind of, not really... But like you put it away anyway, like that's one thing. You can, get, you can literally eyeball this entire thing and be like, okay, that's done. Now, if you want to like go and open every single book and shake it out. Well, two so. years ago when my son was two and a half, I literally saw him stick a slice of bread on top of the books. <laughs> and that year I absolutely went and took all the books off the shelf and shook them out because right. I knew that there were actual breadcrumbs on my bookshelves. Yeah, so you have to check then. So, but the higher ones, you wouldn't have to check at all. Correct. You wouldn't need to do that. And then, the, and then also the concept of bittel, which is basically where you you are able to negate the existence of of chametz that you don't you don't think that it's there. You don't know where it is. So you're just like it doesn't exist. And that actually that's actually also part of the same dynamic. In other words, the idea of preparing here is basically like, well, we want to find these things so we can be who we need to be at the first day of Pesach. But when, when we're mevatel chametz, it's also the concept is that we're saying. 
whatever chametz there is is now going to be like it's not here because yeah. I'm going to operate like it's not. And we're right. not actually inhuman. Like when we're when when you're in the glow of the initial phase of a relationship in the romantic phase, you're not actually able to do what you're doing. In other words, like there's a there's a limit of what you can survive, right? Like if you did that for without eating for like a few days, at some point you're going to collapse. You might be like super happy and ecstatic in the collapse, but like you're going to do it. Like it's going to you're going to collapse. Yeah. So the point is that like like the 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 reality is still there. Our bodies are still there. Our distractions are still there. But we're so on fire from what we're going through that we can nullify them. They're just in the background now. They are not visible. That's the concept of Bittul Hamid. And we, we use that in Halal. It's, it's not like it's something which you're not supposed to do. We do yeah. it. And we should use it. And it's like, if there, like again, if there's bread that you know, you know there was bread somewhere, so you go and you check to remove yeah. it. But if you, anywhere that you don't know, and it doesn't make sense, there would be. I also so. feel a little bit comforted. I have as your fellow dog owner. Yeah. And so my dog really will find every yeah. little bit of crumbs. Super talented. That, and, and when I finish cleaning for Pesach, I, I kind of do a little sifu. I do, do a little walkthrough with the dog yeah. around the house. I'm like, she's not finding anything. Right. Like, I'm pretty exactly. good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very good tool just to, to do that. Um, but that's true with a lot of things. Again, like... To make ourselves crazy with things that we don't need to do, and we can we can literally um, write off this entire area in under ready five for minutes. Pesach. Yeah, under five minutes, just like look at it, and it's ready. And so there's a lot of examples like that, which I think are just things that we can do in a simple way. And again, if you want to vacuum everything, you want to take off all your couch cushions and vacuum in there, even though there is no food in there, you can do that. But like maybe it's better to do that after Pesach. You know, like. Mm. And yet, Depends. it always surprises me what I find in my couch. You can look. Yep. I'm not saying yep. not saying not to. I'm just saying to try to calculate these things with an awareness of the underlying expectations, and then to reach that goal, the target right. that we're aiming for. Yeah. I want to share um, a, a really beautiful idea that that I heard a few years ago from Rabbi Yamima Mizrahi, um, that really spoke to me in terms of this deeper deeper level preparation for B'dikat Chametz. Um, and she said that, that while you're cleaning, before you get to Bedikat Chametz, while you're cleaning, you're thinking about all the things that, that, that are Chametz within us, in our, in our Mido. What are preventing us from, from, from running to Hashem and running to Mitzvot and, and um, preventing us from, from shining our light and, and being our most beautiful and authentic selves? And make a list. Make a list of the things that we encountered over this past year. Specific, not not things in general, but specific this this cycle around, this relationship around. What are, what are the things that we are able to recognize within ourselves um, that have been blocks? So going through all these different midot and and making a list for ourselves and and writing them down, and then for the people who have the mean hag of of hiding a few pieces of bread around the house. Um, because we're so good at, at cleaning right. for, for no Pesach. There's, left. there's no chametz left. But we we set aside 10, 10 pieces of bread and we put them on a piece of paper or paper towel or whatever. And writing on that paper or paper towel, what is the midah that I'm, what is the chametz that, that, I'm, that I'm recognizing? And then taking that and, and going into biur chametz and really letting that burn. And um, it's, a, it's a powerful process to go through to 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 be thinking about that while we're cleaning to keep that running list as 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 those me don't come to our awareness right um it, it shifts i know for me it shifts the the energy that i'm bringing into the actual searching of the house and um and it's a powerful experience to watch watch those the that chametz 
uh, burn as as we really uh, transition into into Pesach. It's awesome. It's a great tool. I love that. Yeah, super yeah. useful, and I feel like it really it really makes the point. In other words, like that's what this is about, and we can keep our focus there. And uh, it's one of like it's, I think it's a very it's a very useful um, practical application here. That's awesome. All right, so I guess we'll uh, we'll stop with that. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thanks so much for watching, for tuning in. And uh, everybody should have a very, very free Pesach filled with the fire of love. And uh, we should hopefully see each other on the other side. Thanks for joining.